Knowing about God, knowing about Jesus, is different than being with or following Jesus. After our reading today, a few verses later in verse 20, Jesus is celebrating the return of the 72, but He reminds them that the greatest gift is being with Him, that being a part of His purpose. Being a part of what God is doing. <coughs> I went to Bible college with several friends who knew a lot about Jesus. Who knew a lot about God. But they have since walked away from Christ. Not because of a lack of knowledge or because they didn't understand the Bible. They rejected the identity that they had in Christ. They rejected being in His presence. And so as we pray, as we will pray today, and are invited to pray for laborers in this harvest and are invited to be a laborer in this harvest, we are also reminded that we need to come into the very presence of Jesus. It's not just knowing about Him. It's living into this identity given to us in our baptism. Because, as one commentator wrote about this text, the kingdom of God is not a timeless reality that comes here nor there. It comes when people are near and through Jesus. The kingdom comes when we're with Jesus. And so our first invitation is to be in Him and with Him. The brilliant Dr. Ada Linneman was a well-known scholar. She was famous first because she was a student of the well-known German theologian Boltmann. And later became famous in her own right with her own writings. It became extremely popular. But as time passed, she became profoundly disillusioned and disconnected from the, the deep, almost scientific uh, extraction of the scriptures that she did so expertly on one hand, and separated from the God it talked about on the other. So much so that she drifted into addiction. She used alcohol and TV to dull her misery. And when she was at her lowest, she writes, she finally experienced grace. You see, God desires to rescue you and I from the dull despair and misery that we often experience in this life. That we try to fill up with wells that really only run dry that don't quench the thirst like the well of life that Jesus gives. Even the brilliant scholar 
and biblical student Dr. Linneman needed more than just knowing about Christ. She needed to be with Him. And so we're invited to live out of this identity, not out of the strength of our own ability or of our own knowledge, but out of the grace poured out to us in Christ. The grace and identity given to us freely by God as He adopts us as sons and daughters, as children of God. In verse 9 of today's reading, we hear that the kingdom has drawn near. Now that verb, drawn near, has been difficult for translators. Some have suggested as they wrestled with the translation, is it, is it arrived at the kingdom or is it drawn near to the kingdom? I liked what one linguist said, you know, whether, whether it's drawn near or arrived, it's a thin line. And both are true. Either way, the kingdom has come near to us when we come close to Jesus. And having been drawn into Him by the power of the Holy Spirit or arrived in His kingdom because He is here, either way, in His presence, joy can be restored. And here's the gift. Here's the gift to the world. Where you and I are, where we are, with Christ in us, there Jesus is. Therefore, wherever we are, it's an opportunity to share the joy that's been given to us. And so if we learn anything else from today's reading, I want you to pick this up. As Jesus sends off these 72... It's not just the 12 ordained apostles. It's the everyday follower called to bear Christ's light to the world. And so it's not just those who get prayed for and get installed as a new staff member here at Faith or those whose job it is like mine or one of the other pastors to bear God's word from the pulpit, it's all of us as ministers of the gospel, as those who have Christ in us, who have been given this joy by being in Christ's presence, all of us, wherever we are, are called to the opportunity to bear this life-giving word. Scholars agree that that number 70 or 72, it's no accident. There were about 70 Gentile or pagan nations around where Jesus was sending off these short-term missionaries. And so when he says there are sheep among wolves, they meant it literally. And he sent them off It sounds, right, ill-equipped. No food, no money. What that means for me and what it means for us is that it's not about the knowledge that we bear or the degrees that we hold. 
We are equipped because Christ is with us. And we don't need to bring all of that with us. All we need is Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit in us. The same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is in us. So listen to these three words. Mike Breen, who comments on this passage, says there's three things that jumps out of this passage. And I want you to write them down. Write these three words down. Time, team, and trouble. Time, team, and trouble. We have to have time to do this work. We have to give time and invest time in others. Whether it's those we come in passing relationships with at the grocery store or permanent relationships that we have in our homes. I know in this frenetic, fast-paced world, it's hard to do either way. In our family, we realize how fast-paced life is and we have to hit the pause button frequently and be intentional about one-on-one time with one another. Putting our phones down or turning off the screens. And so, in order for us to perceive who these, as the scripture calls them today in the reading, people of peace, we have to invest some time. Even if it's to extend that conversation just another minute or two at the grocery store. Or whether it's to look eye to eye with those we love in our own home or the school we go to or the office we work at. We're going to have to invest some time. How do we do that? We do that with people of peace. How do we notice people of peace? Well, the text tells us a person of peace is going to welcome you. A person of peace is going to listen to you. A person of peace is going to want to serve and support what you're doing. It's, it's not us having to jam open the door. God is preparing the way, as we heard in Isaiah, as we see in so many ways, God is out ahead of us. It's not your job to open up the door, try forcing it open to get someone to listen to you. We don't need to open a door that God hasn't already opened. And so when these people of peace come before us, these folks who are welcoming and listening and wanting to be a part of what we're doing, then we can, as we invest a little time, be perceptive. Oh, this is someone that God wants me to proclaim the love that's already in me in Christ. And we don't do that alone. That comes to the next T. So we need time and we need a team. We need the fellow body of Christ to surround us and to support us. Sometimes we fail in this endeavor to be laborers in the harvest because we always try to do it alone. So now's a good time to open up your bulletin and find a small group or a Bible study or fellowship to get invested in, to be supported by. Here is part of the body of Christ called Faith Lutheran. And to get equipped for what God is doing in your daily life, in your home, in all the places you go, because where you go, Jesus is. And where Jesus is, the kingdom of God draws near. And so we need a team to support us. 
It says anoduo in Greek. That means two by two. I've heard that before in the Bible, right? For companionship, for protection, for that dual witness of confirmation of what we're saying. To support us, we need a team. And we need a team to have our back when trouble comes, and that's the third T, trouble. And trouble will certainly come. Sheep among the 70 wolves, to be sure. Why is it that in our culture that when we bring up Jesus, people become uncomfortable? Right? Sometimes it's just you and me, too. We, uh. But God invites us to let His kingdom draw near as we reveal Christ who is in us to those around us. And sometimes trouble will come. Why bother with this trouble? Because, as one author put it, the destiny of the church is directly tied to how passionate she remains to her mission. You don't have to go far to find our mission here at Faith. It's written on every bulletin. Our mission is to lead people to Christ, incorporating them into the life of the church and equipping one another for effective Christian living. You and I are to be partners in this work to to draw people near the kingdom of God because Christ is in us. And when trouble comes, to have each other's backs. So there'll be a need here for time, for team, and an expectation for trouble. Along the way, we need to be able to perceive through prayer what a person of peace is. Jesus takes this very seriously. We hear his heart as he sends these workers out and sends us out. His desire is that all people would be with him. And yet he warns that there is a serious consequence for those who reject us and reject him. If we're rejected, Christ is rejected. If they receive us, Christ is received. This is serious. There will be those who will reject the kingdom of God. Those we love and those who are acquaintances of ours. And it should spur us on to invest time and be in a team and sacrifice by getting into trouble so that the gospel could come near, so that misery can be replaced with joy. Sometimes people say, I like Jesus but not the church, but it's usually because they haven't read some of the words that Jesus wrote, like the ones we heard today. Jesus takes seriously the call to come to Him, that we must come to the kingdom through Him. Jesus reminds us that we are His messengers, and we stand on His behalf as He is in us. Jesus tells us, as we heard in that last verse, in verse 16, if we're rejected, then Jesus is. And so we can strive to share His love so that they can draw near to the kingdom as well. Back to Dr. Edelman for a moment. She wrote, as she 
came to this moment of crisis needing God's grace. That at that point, she writes, God led me to, listen to how God led her, this brilliant mind. God led her to vibrant Christians who knew Jesus personally as their Lord and Savior. I heard their testimonies as they reported what God had done in their lives. Finally, God himself spoke to my heart. Listen to how. By means of a Christian brother's words. She was a scholar. She knew the scriptures. But she was invited into God's word through the testimony of a fellow Christian. By God's grace, she writes, in love I entrusted my life to Jesus. He immediately took my life into his saving grasp and began to transform it radically. She says, my destructive addictions were replaced by a hunger and a thirst for his word and for fellowship with Christians. I was able to recognize sin clearly as sin rather than merely make excuses for it as it was my previous habit. I can still remember the delicious joy I felt when for the first time black was once more black and white was once more white, the two ceased to pool together as indistinguishable gray. And who did that? Not a scholar, not a pastor, but a fellow minister of the gospel, a Christian brother who told his story. Beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so I challenge you this week, write these words down now, pray, text, or talk. Pray, text, or talk. And so my first challenge is that you would pray that God would show you a person of peace in your life this week. I know I'm praying for that in my life today. Pray that God would give you the time and the team and protect you from the trouble as you perceive that person of peace. And as one member of our congregation shared with me this last week, and I told him I was going to include it in the sermon, he said, sometimes I, I have trouble talking about my faith, so I'll just text a friend an invitation or to tell them about Jesus. Just a little short text. Sometimes they don't text me back, he says. But at least he puts it out there. So as you perceive that person of peace, even if it's digitally, let me challenge you, after you pray, text or talk to someone this week. And see what God will do. Remember, you don't have to force the door open. The kingdom of God is not a timeless reality, but comes near to people through Jesus. And where is Jesus? As a child of God, He is in you. And where Jesus is, the kingdom draws near. So where you are, Christ is, and the kingdom draws near. Remember the joy of grace given to you. Draw near to Jesus yourself. And then as you draw near to Him, remember this week to be a blessing to others.